Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Eddie Jordan, Chuckle Williams, Joey Devine, Campy Russell, Buzz Peterson, Sean Keen, Stefano Rusconi. Patreons, Caleb McNeese, thank you, Caleb, Ryan Darling, thank you, Ryan, Tyler Moss, thank you, Tyler, David West, thank you, Corbin A. Smith, musical guest, Beef Steaks, and now the temporary host of Round by Rock, Joey Devine. Hi. It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. That is right. The I am the temporary host of the podcast that you hit play on. And if you ow, ow, ow. accidentally uh, touched the wrong podcast and then it took like 10 seconds and like kind of froze and uh, uh, started playing this, I apologize too, but you should listen to the whole thing later. <laughs> um. Real quick before we get started, just a reminder to all our friends out there in podcast land, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at RoundRockPod, email us at RoundRockPod, leave us a mess of voicemail at the phone number in the description of the show. We haven't gotten one of those in a while. I'm looking at you, Lakers Paladin, Dunn Nelson, aka Shot Daddy, somebody, give us a call, come on, mm-hmm. Big Corbs. Somebody. Uh, also, uh, if you like the show, please give us a five-star re- review on iTunes. I know it's really weird. Somebody out there wants to give us four stars, and I get it. You know, I get it. Uh, I'm happy being a four-star show. But unfortunately, uh, Apple Podcasts only allows you to give five stars. It's very weird. Um, yeah, it's just for this show, too. Yeah, yeah, you can totally give... Uh, zero star reviews or one star reviews to uh, like Welcome to Night Vale, or mm-hmm. 
um what's another lame normie podcast uh uh, uh you pod made save weird with pete yeah, holmes pod save kofefi whatever mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> and if you like the show even more than being a reviewer you can also uh help us uh make the show better by uh giving us small amounts of money every month mm-hmm. in exchange for goods like extra podcasts being in a an exclusive group chat where you can talk to big Corbin Corbin A Smith about the untitled goose game mm-hmm. uh buttons exclusive round ball rock buttons t-shirts all kinds of cool stuff at patreon.com slash round rock pod and that is our business for the night uh that voice you've been hearing obviously is my uh co-host my best friend uh the the uh uh the person who has power attorney over me and my estate sean keen sean how are you I'm good. I'm pretty good. <laughs> I was at a wedding this weekend in Santa Cruz. That's where we recorded the Patreon episode for you Patreons. That's 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 where the room I was sitting inside podcasting was. So mm-hmm. was it be on spooky? the Round Ball Rock reality tour? What's that? Was it spooky? Uh, this was not. The, it was not spooky. Even though the wedding was in a forest, Santa Cruz is pretty spooky though. It is. They have a lot of uh, those vampires. Yeah, the Lost um, Boys are the, from there. That guy, that guy Michael, who eats maggots. Uh, people um, are strange there. Mm-hmm. Um. That is true. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> um, well, you know what? We have too much show to get to to talk anymore about how there yeah. were tons of serial killers operating all at the same time in the 1970s in the <laughs> sleepy beach town of Santa Cruz, or about uh, the professional santa cruz surfer rat boy who i once saw beat the shit out of a guy because he stole his wave anyway uh let's talk about tillman time (laughs) it's tillman time that's right texas tillman trump supporter state house man and billionaire buyer houston rockets motherfucker tillman time How does Tillman describe himself? A motherfucker. (laughs) Tillman time. Sean, it's been a big week for Tillman time. When we, look, (laughs) you new listeners out there, um, we've been obsessed with Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta uh, for longer than he's owned the Houston Rockets. That's true. That is true. Um, and six, what, six, eight months ago, we started a segment on the show called Tillman Time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, Sean, in your wildest dreams, did you ever <laughs> imagine that Tillman Fertitta would be involved in a legitimate international incident? I did not, Joey, <laughs> because he has been involved in domestic incidents. It's funny because, um, do you remember last week when there was that Darren Rovell receipt he tweeted? The healthcare uh, receipt, yeah. yes. That is something that Tillman Fertitta did at like all his restaurants mm-hmm. in a few states two years ago. Yep. Uh, but, and that went national, but I didn't think that Tillman had the reach to piss off 1.4 billion people. 
Now, to be fair to <laughs> Tillman, well, no, I don't want to be fair to Tillman. What am I talking about here? Fuck Tillman oh. Fertitta. <laughs> he did not incite the international incident, which, if you told me that um, Tillman Fertitta was involved in an international incident, I would have been like, oh, 100% he incited it. Uh, he somehow... Right drove his yacht into international waters and murdered mm. uh like a countess or something you know what i mean yeah he like he like he like whipped someone in public in mexico yeah, exactly. or something like that you know <laughs> um for those of you obviously we're we're talking about china um we talked about it a little bit on the patreon but that was just the beginning part Yes. Since then, uh, things have only gotten worse for the NBA and China. Sean, do you want to walk uh-huh. us through what's going on here? Okay, so Friday night, Daryl Morey tweeted um, an image. I'm pr- Look, it was not a retweet, but it was effectively a retweet. You know what that is on, on the internet when it's like, it's an image someone else made that everyone else is making. And that image said... Fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Yeah, it was the most Facebook-ass image, boomer image possible. I absolutely agree with that. What it reminded me of is because it's like, it's fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Like, standing with somebody, look, I'm sure they appreciate the support, but it's like, it's a a fairly uh, weak soup, uh show of support yeah, you know it what i mean kind of reminds me of uh marking yourself at the uh standing rock Ooh, that's good i thought it was i thought it was more like like turning your facebook profile photo red white and blue for france yeah I, but the same but definitely <laughs> like it's the same amount of extremely low level internet support it's just like mm-hmm. Uh, when an old, old celebrity dies, and then everyone goes out of their way to be like, oh my god, I loved uh, Rip Taylor so much. Uh, well, and I, yeah, <laughs> and, and even even the nature of it, like, he did it kind of late on a Friday night, so it's not like... Here's a question, do you think Daryl Morey yeah. was drunk when he tweeted that? <laughs> It's possible, but I mean, it feels like something you could you could have made that mistake just by being like a little bit tired. And aren't the Rockets like just traveling around a lot right now? I don't know. It just it didn't seem like something that if he'd like really sat down and thought about it, he would have tweeted. But I can imagine if he thought about it for like a minute, he would have thought there's nothing really wrong with this. Like this is a right. It felt well. Well, we talked about this today. We'll we'll get to that in a sec. But um. This is one of those we we track the woke off a lot on this. Except I've podcast. stopped tracking the woke off no, honestly because no. it's fake and stupid. The problem um, is it became too much of a real thing. But but it's this is like a this would not get a lot of credit in the woke no. off. It's a layup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And so the reaction from so first Tillman makes him delete the tweet and apologize. And then the league apologized. Here's actually and then hold Lori on. Apologized. Now yeah. that I think about it, I do think Tillman Fertitta incited this incident. Oh, by by making him delete it so fast. I think if he deletes it and no one ever says anything, uh huh, 
no one pays attention to this. Like, Tillman doesn't make that statement, and it's just like, Maury, delete that tweet, and then suddenly it's like, uh, Maury had this tweet, but he deleted it right away. Right. It's like not... I do, th- I do think that would have checked it a lot, because... You know, I mean, people delete honest, tweets all tweets the time. Works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in fact, in fact, we encourage you to delete tweets all the time. There's no, you have no reason, you have no commitment to a historical record. No, there's there's no reason for Stephen A. Smith to have a nine year old tweet about Palestine, about Muslims. Like, 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 <laughs> is there anyone in his life who's like, just delete every old tweet you had before? I don't know, six months ago? Yeah. Who cares? Like, oh, you really want to see what you were tweeting about the fucking World Series six years ago? <laughs> right, right. Especially when you're doing, like, I mean, if you ever looked back on someone who, like, comments a lot about a live sporting event, like, those need to go the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think you're right. If, he, if, if Maury just deletes it, and Tillman, and Tillman does not say, say anything. anything. I don't well, think fact, this is this is a story. Well, what or he or if people really are offended later, he waits till Saturday morning and then he just says something. Like like don't tweet it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like that's where the bots are. Right. Like you're you're yelling in the 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 city dump that's on fire when mm-hmm. you're when you're when you're responding to a Twitter thing on Twitter. Like like act like a grown up and talk to a newspaper. You right. know what I mean? I mean they'll tweet it, but at least it's not like on your account and you're adding your general like 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 no no NBA executive or owner needs to use Twitter at all. No one needs to use Twitter at all. No one needs to do Twitter at all. But specifically like <laughs> And I say that as like, a person is- who controls the Twitter account for this show and my own personal Twitter account. Yeah. Uh no one uh, should tweet ever. I think I have access to like six Twitter accounts right now at this point. Wow. But uh and again, no one should tweet. But but in particular, I feel like the upside of an NBA general manager tweeting compared to the the enormous cliff of a downside. That being just said, never tweet. Use a use a burner account to follow people, but just never tweet. That all of this being said, uh Daryl Morey, please do not delete your Twitter. Because then, how will our fans tweet Daryl Morey go on round go ball? Go on round ball. At it, you? It's a safe space here. <laughs> um, we won't even ask him about it. Like, no, again, we only want to talk about musicals with musical Daryl Morey. Specifically, we want to know a lot about small ball. See, musical. I don't even want to know that much about small ball. I want to know about other musicals. I want to know if he has an out al- like a like a advanced stats like a. Um, oh, is he breaking uh, down like the librettos? Yeah, exactly. Like, is there a um, uh, <laughs> a cast member above Patinkin? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I bet. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of like um, early second act inefficiencies that you can exploit. Yeah, exactly. These are the things I want to ask him. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. back to our international incident. <laughs> uh, so Tillman uh, tweets out a shitty apology. Uh, distancing himself from Daryl Morey. I again, we should say, even though you know people might get mad at us, uh, this is a like it's pretty easy just to say, uh, 
hey, uh, I don't think cops should be uh, violently attacking peaceful protesters, no matter what yeah, they're I mean, protesting. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, two protesters got shot this past yeah. week, and that's a, that's an it, again, it's a layup. Like I, I understand really it's a, the the. Uh, I understand the politics of China and Hong Kong are very complicated, but I still, uh, I am always anti-cop, so, um, well, and, also and so also apparently is Daryl Morey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Mitt Romney has never had problems with the police, so. <laughs> um, okay, so then what happens, Sean? So, Tillman um, makes it worse, which... Tillman, Tillman makes way. I, uh, Maury apologizes. Maury and the NBA both use the phrase "our friends and fans" in China. Maury does not apologize, though. That's another problem. He puts out a uh, a tweet talking about how he tweeted something, but he does he doesn't say like, "Hey, I don't believe in this." Sorry. <laughs> he doesn't even really uh, apologize for tweeting. Well, let's just read his tweet. I did not intend my tweet to cause any offense to Rocket fans and friends of mine in China. I was merely voicing one thought based on one interpretation of one complicated event. I've had a lot of opportunity since that tweet to hear and consider other perspectives. I have always appreciated the significant support our Chinese fans and sponsors have provided, and I would hope that those who are upset will know that offending or misunderstanding them was not my intention. My tweets are my own and in no way represent the Rockets or the NBA. See, not an apology. Uh, he just says like, "Hey, he, you know what I mean." It's like a uh, he never says uh, sorry. He just says, "I did not intend to offend anyone." Yes, and he says, <laughs> "I didn't mean to offend or misunderstand anyone." Yep. So then, what mm. happens? Does that fix everything? It does not. No, in uh, fact, does it make things worse? I think it does make things yeah, worse, Joey. Yeah, yeah. I think I think fighting fighting in the arena of Twitter is not helping. Uh, no. So I will say, um, so so the which the is weird because was, Twitter is banned in China. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who else is banned in China, Joey? The Houston Rockets. Um, uh, well, we, they, we're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah. So so CCTV and Tencent, which is uh, like. Chinese League Pass, I think, basically. Well, right? Don't no, they do Tencent the is digital like, broadcasts. Well, yes, but Tencent is a like probably one of the largest corporations in the world. They make like a thousand video games. They're like Amazon China, but only digital. I think like Alibaba's Am or Wish or whatever is Ali. I don't know is Amazon China, but they're like. I think they're like uh, um, Comcast, basically okay. for China, but yeah. they provide. They provide yeah. all the streaming for NBA yes. games in China. Is yes, that right? Yes, okay. Yes. Um, so they they both said that they're not going to air uh, Rockets games anymore. However, League Pass works in China. Um, apparently, a, most people had had the Rockets designated as their home team, mm -hmm. and everyone was given instructions on how to change that to something else. Um, also. Li Ning, the sports apparel company, mm -hmm. announced they're cutting ties to the Rockets and some Chinese bank. Like, like these teams, it's not totally clear. I mean, I think they're just advertisers on their telecasts and stuff. Um, so after the NBA's apology, Adam Silver made a follow-up comment. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Where he was, well, I mean, he was just answering questions at a press conference, right? I think. Because the NBA, the reason this is no, also no, coming up is they put out a NBA, statement. Well, they put out a statement, but what what was the one where, in where was it that Adam Silver said he was not going to stop anyone's free speech? I think he was answering questions. Maybe. Then. I don't know. They've put out, the NBA's put out so many <laughs> statements and they've just been right. worse and worse every time. Uh, yeah, and so, but in response to Adam Silver saying, I'm not going to stop any player or GM from expressing an opinion, Chinese state broadcaster came back and said, comments that challenge a nation's sovereignty and stability do not count as free speech. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're missing a couple of things that have happened here. Uh, okay, please. James Harden apologized oh, early right. on Monday. Oh, that was, that was early. That too. has yeah. to be, uh, the one that hurts Maury the most, I think. Right? Yeah. Because Maury has uh, really shown his ass a lot going to bat to try and get James Harden MVP awards. And the second he has a chance to turn on him, he does. Mm -hmm. uh, then James Harden, both mm -hmm. James Harden and um, uh, Russell Westbrook went on Chinese television talking about how much they love China and are with China. Mm -hmm. um, that also happened yesterday. Um. Anyway, yeah, it's it's weird because James Harden honestly really didn't have to say anything. No, because it's. I mean, I get like like. It doesn't actually jeopardize him. I'm sure someone asked him to, but it just it came off as very bootlicking. I thought. Uh, all of this has come off as bootlicking, like. For a league that pretends and has marketed itself so much, like, yeah, uh, yeah, sure, the NFL blackballed Kaepernick, but we're the NBA. We're fucking woke. Like, uh, uh -huh. it's really um, just shown how uh, they're way more into money than actually uh, anything else, which, you know, well, they're gonna... a corporation made up of billionaires. Of, the, of like yeah. tiny built, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I got, I got the best. The best example of this is that uh, the the NBA got owned on Twitter by uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> Very said, great. As a lifelong Houston Rockets fan, I was proud to see Daryl Morey call out the Chinese Communist Party's repressive treatment of protesters in Hong Kong. Now, in pursuit of big money, the NBA is shamefully retreating. We're better than this. Human rights shouldn't be for sale, and the NBA shouldn't be assisting Chinese communist censorship. Now, I feel like he was hitting the communist word a little uh -huh. bit hard for a reason, but, uh, I mean, his next tweet is in support of South Park, so, uh... Well, yeah, because South weird, Park weird weirdly week. involved themselves this week. I think, coincidentally, I don't even think it yes. was on purpose... But yeah, because they, they put out they like a weird China episode today too. Yeah, it was called. I think it was called Made in China. They had. I mean, it, I know they make that show fast, but yeah, this was like about an unrelated thing. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's about Hong Kong. Um, uh, and I'm sure it's yeah. about how like China would be better off if they were like libertarian or whatever. But because those guys have weird politics. Can I read you the Trey Parker and Matt Stone quote? Is it the one that about the NBA? It is the official yeah, go apology. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. 
Like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. We too love lo- too love money more than freedom and democracy. She doesn't look like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune into our 300th episode this Wednesday at 10. Long live the great Communist Party of China. May this autumn sorghum harvest be bountiful. We good now, China. Mm-hmm. Not great. Both of but those at guys the same are time, gang, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it is unpredictable. <laughs> They're like either Yang Gang or uh, like they're writing in Jordan Peterson, um, right? <laughs> they're like they're like gun control guys, so they're not really like libertarians. Um, I don't know. They're they're probably in an odd place politically. I don't. I think they're not really libertarians, though. Say that again. Except when it, I think those guys are not particularly libertarians, except when it comes to like restrictions on them doing whatever they want yeah. i guess <laughs> i don't know anyway but, we mean, don't need to talk oh, about them um whatever my biggest yeah. question here is uh is daryl Morey going to join the dsa i think i think this well okay is this going to steer him away from corporations or is he going to get red scared away wait rich, which red seems... scare are you talking about the uh podcast like, like, with he, those uh terror with those um uh, those wit, those uh, like Lady Come Town or uh, like literal Joe McCarthy Red Scare. I I meant Joe McCarthy okay. Red Scare. I don't really listen to podcasts. <laughs> Just making sure They're losers, Joey. <laughs> um, um, yeah. The, no, would he be scared that like, like the Communist Party already came after him? So he's he's gonna like. He could just become a hyper-capitalist as a result. I mean, he is yeah. one, though. Daryl Morey is like... Uh, he's he, a Mitt Romney campaign donor. He's like the poorest... Um, he's like the poorest tech bro. You know what I mean? Not do that you think he's, he's poor, like a f- but Do you think he's a flat taxer? 100%, dude. Yeah, he, he might be Yang Gang, too. <laughs> uh, I think Yang might be too liberal for him. Honestly. Yeah, he's he's probably never Trump though. Yeah, but I think he would he's like, we gotta vote for Elon Musk. What if you he, know what I mean? Think, oh, so he's like a Tom Steyer. <laughs> yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um He's he if he lived in California, he would be one of those like we need to cut this into five states, creating yeah, the two poorest fi- states in the uh in the union. Yeah, and he's like, and each one has a different age of consent law. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying Daryl Morey would be like that, but those guys are like that. Um, all right, should we read our statement on this? I think we should. Okay. Um, at Round Ball Rock, we would never kowtow to a totalitarian leader. In unrelated news, congratulations to the Honorable Mackie Sal, President of Senegal, where this podcast is number 88 in the country, for his selection as one of the two Sunhawk Peace Prize laureates. To us, there's only one Sunhawk Peace Prize laureate, and it's you, his Honorable Mackie Sal, President of Senegal. All right. Uh, I also have a brief statement I would want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not news. It's not Tillman time. Tillman time is over. But uh, 
Anthony Randolph played his 100th ACB game uh, today. And I just want to say, hey, Anthony, make that your last game. Come on home. Come back to the NBA, Anthony. Come back, baby. Yeah, we need you. <laughs> Come on. Um. All right. Should we do our division preview, Sean? Let's do it. All right. Uh, do you have a character that the central division is? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, there were, as you know, there were six candidates to take over the island on Lost, and there's six divisions in the NBA. The Central Division, uh, it's a little, it's a little rough around the edges. Um, there's some trades that have been made that are, that almost seem like a con man must have perpetrated them. Uh Uh-huh. I think I know where Um, you're going here. And uh, you've also got, uh, you know, a guy like Blake Griffin who likes to mess around and make insulting nicknames for people. This division is James Ford, a.k.a. Sawyer. Wow, that's a heavy hitter. You gave a heavy hitter to the Central Division. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I feel like I feel like even though he starts off as a wild man, there's a lot of stability with Sawyer. Um, and he's got a lot of lows and a lot of highs, you know, a high being, uh, you know, ascending to the top of the Dharma Initiative security team, a low point being, um, one of the 33 times he was knocked unconscious within about four or five months. Um, also falling out of a helicopter. That probably really sucked. Didn't he also fall out of a helicopter in, um, Mission Impossible 3? No, he's he's in Mission Impossible Four. Oh, Ghost Protocol. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I believe he's just shot though. Um, it's probably one of the others. And as as we all know, uh, you've been doing your thing with characters of Lost. I have been naming. Look, there are six divisions in the NBA, and there are six members of the band Rammstein. And I've been naming mm-hmm. which division is which member of. Which member of Rammstein? And of course, the central division is uh, Richard Z. Cruspe, the lead guitar and backing vocals uh, for Rammstein. So, do host central division, do host mesh. Mm hmm. Um, should we get to our first team? Let's do it. All right, Sean, the Milwaukee Bucks. Last year, they went 60-22, and good for first in the East. They swept the Pistons and the Celtics, and then lost to Toronto 4-2. They were fourth on offense, first in defense, second in pace. Um, They said goodbye to the president himself, Malcolm D. Brogdon. Look, I don't know if his middle initial is D, but it just seems like it would be. It does really seem like that. <laughs> uh, they also said said goodbye to uh, Tony Snell. Um, I imagine a lot of people are happy to say goodbye to Tony Snell every time they say goodbye to Tony Snell. <laughs> um, they also said goodbye to Nikola Mirotic, uh, but really they said goodbye to him at the end of the regular season last year. And because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, the man did not show up for the playoffs. Uh, and then they also said goodbye to uh, everyone's favorite tiny G League point guard, Tim Frazier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey, I just wanted to tell you that uh, 
Malcolm Brogdon's his name is Malcolm Moses Adams Brogdon, so he is actually MMA Brogdon. Wow, that should actually be his nickname, not the president. Mm-hmm. Um, really should. They said hello to Thanasis Antetokounmpo, Giannis's brother. Uh, they're one one away from creating from uh, getting the the whole set. They mm-hmm. also signed Dragon Bender for some reason. Uh, <laughs> They signed Kyle Korver because I guess White Dante and uh, White Pat weren't white enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wesley Matthews and, of course, Robin Lopez. Mm-hmm. My first question for you, Sean. They have two Antetokounmpo's and two Lopez's. Uh-huh. Uh, are there any other brothers available that they could just swoop in and pick up? Does Kyle Korver have a brother? Kyle Corver's brothers are like farmers and preachers, I think. <laughs> I mean, I really do think they are. Um, I mean, Wes Matthews is an NBA son. True. Which is not exactly the same. Um, it does feel like there's there's like there was a Morris twin opportunity mm-hmm. they missed. They probably didn't have enough cash to do that. Um. Maybe Dante DiVincenzo has a brother in the draft this year they can get. Um, (laughs) There's got to be at least one Harrison available, too. The real question I have for you, though, Sean, Uh is uh, did the Bucks screw up this summer, or is this a good offseason? It's interesting because I don't actually think they screwed up this summer as much as they screwed up this spring. Mm hmm. Because I think if you were now look, it's very hard to judge. Okay, they they decided to keep Middleton Lopez and then used some money they cleared. I think just from trading Tony Snell uh, to keep George Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, but before the season ended, they gave an extension to Eric Bledsoe mm-hmm. and basically chose him over Malcolm Brogdon. Right. And while I feel like that's pretty defensible, I've, I don't, I'm not like that good at personally evaluating defense, but people who know about defense seem to think that Eric Bledsoe is really good defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that being said, Malcolm Brogdon was like way better in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was what I was going to bring up. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon was never scared into uh, a Drew Bledsoe appearance. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that That just feels like like getting owned by Terry Rozier uh, just, just feels so brutal. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you're Michael Jordan, who got owned yeah. by Terry Rozier this summer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... You know, I don't, it's not like disastrous. Like they, it seems like it would have sent a nice message to Giannis to just bring back Brogdon because they could have. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless he, unless he really thought he was going to get more playing time in Indiana, it kind of feels like he's going to have the same type of role. Um, but Brogdon started, you know what I mean? Like, um, he's just a very accurate shooter. Now, Grant, I don't, I don't know that he's like the most well-rounded offensive player, but it's pretty nice to have a guy who makes three pointers at a really high rate when you're 
playing with Giannis, you know? Uh, yeah, I think both Eric Bledsoe and um, Malcolm Brogdon are both really overrated. <laughs> <laughs> they are both they are both <laughs> overrated, is the thing. So, and you know, they did get get a little bit of stuff back from mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon at least. So it's like I kind of feel like they did trade Brogdon for you know the ability to trade for more stuff mm-hmm. at midseason. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, they're both overrated, so it's kind of like I think I would slightly prefer Brogdon. I would. Pers- I prefer Brogdon's skill set for sure. Yeah. Um. But just I don't like, know. I feel like I yeah. kind of just think it's like if you have Giannis, right? Like, can't you just have anybody standing in the corner hitting threes? Like. You don't really need a point guard. Right. And like, I guess isn't that but I feel like, like Kyle Corver's job now or whatever? Like or isn't it gonna be Dante D's job? Or Wes Matthews. Or White um, Pat. I mean all those all those Sterling guys were Brown. pretty solid. So you actually so do you think he would have um I don't know. I I mean I think I think they were I think it's very defensible, but it's possible that like Eric Bledsoe is a guy that gets shut down in the playoffs, and sure, that would not be ideal. Uh, you know who fucking rocked in the playoffs last year, though? Who's that? George Hill, man. Yeah, he thrown down alley hoops. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that'll happen again. Um, all right. They kind of, they, yeah, they they got a little unlucky of the year that all their guys became free agents. You know, right? Um, <laughs> like a lot, a lot of cap space out there. Um and Dragon Bender. I mean, why am I even mentioning Dragon Bender? We don't. Uh, need- Alex Len wasn't shitty for the Hawks once he got out of Phoenix, so I think that's their hope. Mm. Is that like someone will teach this guy to set a screen, and he's like, "Oh, I'm a really good six eleven athlete." <laughs> okay. Um. All right, Sean. We gotta move move along. Yeah, here. you're right. Uh, what American junk food should the Bucks serve Giannis to win his favor so he takes the extension this summer? Uh, I think bacon-wrapped hot dog. Mm. I think he maybe has never tried that, and I feel like Milwaukee probably has really good hot dogs, and, like, like if it's a combination of two salty meats, Wisconsin really has it. Mm. Good choice. Um, I think um, we all know uh, the Greek freak has a blowjob bell, um, mm-hmm. and he is a freak in the sheets. He said so himself. Uh, So I think the correct answer is, of course, edible underwear. All right. Uh, Will the Lopez brothers form an unstoppable bond in the front court? Or will cat-related infighting and difference of opinions on the third third act of Avengers Endgame tear the locker room apart? I think these guys are are ready to, to really get along and be brothers. I think it's... I think they're... I think they've just matured enough. I think they might they think they might be have each other's backs a little too much. Like I could see I could see some Robin Lopez ejections coming this year. Like he he seems like he might be vulnerable to leaving the bench during an altercation. I mean involving his brother. Look, I love the Lopez twins. Uh mm-hmm. I don't think you can have them in the same place at the same time. <laughs> Do you feel like this is like a like a Southland Tales kind no, of thing, no, or no, like no, a no. separating kids in the back? This is the like a, uh, those fighting fish. 
Oh, yeah. You can't keep them in the same tank. Uh, (laughs) It's just, it seems like trouble to me. And I... I'm worried it's not only going to poison the Bucks, it's also going to poison the two Antetokounmpo's that are in Milwaukee. <laughs> like, they, they see that and they're like, wait, that's how brothers interact? Oh, no. Yeah. It's definitely going to make the locker room weird. Uh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. And finally, a real basketball question, Sean. Which young player do the Bucks most need to give minutes to? Sterling Brown, Dante DiVincenzo, or DJ Wilson? I I think what DJ Wilson provides is something that is very unique and the rest of the team does not provide. Um I really like Dante, but uh I think I think DJ Wilson is the guy who could use some bonus minutes this year. I actually think the answer is White Dante. Uh, I prefer great, though, DJ right? Wilson as a player, but letting Middleton—I mean, letting uh, Brogdon go and Snell go—like mm-hmm. they have the Lopez's, they have Giannis, Urson. they yeah. have Urson, they have a lot of bigs. They need a like a weird a weirdo wing to just come in and do some stuff. I would definitely love it if that happened. Just having like you you almost have like a double Connaughton. You have like you have like inside Connaughton, which is their existing Connaughton, uh-huh. and then outside Connaughton, which is Dante. <laughs> um all right, let's go on to our next team. Uh oh wait, sorry, over under 58. Oh, yeah. Uh I think what they win this year 62. 60. I think they're going to go under just because they're not going to try for going over. But, it, like, very slight, I would say. I'm taking the over. I think this is, like, a 63-win team. Hell yeah. Just because I love the it. East is so much worse. Right, right, right. Um, I just wonder I just wonder if they're going to... Their, their like, knee-jerk reaction to losing to uh, team load management in the conference finals is going to make them... Rest Giannis way. Look, more. they have to. They have to win a championship before before both of their owners are indicted. That's true. For their sexual crimes, alleged, mm-hmm. alleged. <laughs> one one a little more than alleged. One more speculative. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Just uh, you know, can you imagine Wes Edens in that locker room? Just like, hey, do it for my dead friend Jeffrey. Uh-huh. He had a wonderful plane. I miss his island. Um, all right. <laughs> um, the Indiana Pacers. Last year they went 48 and 34. Good for fifth in the East. They were swept by the mm-hmm. Celtics. Uh, they were 18th on offense, third in defense, 24th in pace. Uh, they said goodbye to the bar mitzvah man, Kyle O'Quinn. Uh, to, the angry man, Wesley Matthews, mm-hmm. to the Canadian man, Corey Joseph, uh, to the uh, the sad man, Tyreek Evans, to the pious man, Darren Collison, <laughs> uh, to the best man, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, you know what? To the bog man, Bogdan Bogdanovich. And, of course... 
to the guy, the only guy, if you filter his stats down, to be compared to Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Larry Bird, Thaddeus mm-hmm. Young. <laughs> they said hello to rookie Goga Bidadste. Mm-hmm. Justin Holiday, the lesser of the Holiday brothers. Uh, the le- the lessest, I would say, in fact. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, uh, disappointing Connecticut man. Uh, <laughs> CJ Wilcox, TJ McConnell, TJ Warren, Warren, and Malcolm Brogdon. So here's my question, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Oladipo is very clearly their best player. Yes. But wasn't their second best player last year Bogdan Bogdanovich? <laughs> yes, and he played the whole season as well. How would you feel replacing Bogdan Bogdanovich with TJ Warren? It seems like a definite downgrade. Uh, and this is someone who... I Now, granted, I do think it's very difficult to judge TJ Warren because he was on the wretched, embarrassing Phoenix Suns. But that is certainly not a point in his favor that he was on that team, too. He was on for a very long time, too. So it's not yeah, like... like, like I'm not saying he's doomed or anything, but uh, I don't know. You're 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 taking a little risk there. It's a lot of a lot of time to have a uh, Devin Booker sipping on your soul. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Bogdanovich seems like, um, whereas he's not necessarily like a good defender. He he's a bad he defender. Tries but he a tries, lot, and he, yeah, yeah. He tries and he's big, so you know he's not he's not awful. Um, I also should say he was their best offense, second best offensive player. Oh, right. Their best right, right. player last year was probably, I mean, other than uh, Oladipo was probably either actually weirdly Sabonis or Turner, who they both play the same yeah. position. Um, yep. We'll get to that, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first question, I mean, my second question. The Pacers added some players, but they lost a lot of players. of Indiana's minutes last year went to guys who aren't playing this year. Are they still going to be good? Yeah, let me clarify. I mean, they're just not playing for them this year. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it is... Tyreek Evans did not play 64% of their minutes. (laughs) No. No, but but they did lose... um, I think Bogdanovich definitely played the most minutes for them. I mean, Thaddeus Young also probably played a lot of minutes because that man is a robot. Yeah, he uh, see he he should have played for Tibbs because he wouldn't have been as vulnerable to uh, you know the being exhausted and ruining his body, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I just I just think that that they have a much more different team than maybe people realize, right? Yeah, because okay, so they're yeah they're minutes leaders. Uh, Bogdan gone, top Thaddeus almost as many. Gone. Uh, third is Darren Collison. Then you have Miles Turner there. Fifth was Corey Joseph gone. Sixth was Sabonis. Seventh was Tyreek Evans. And uh, ninth was Victor Oladipo. Uh-huh. He's he's sort of there. He's missing like half the season. Yeah. Um, and then Wesley Matthews gone. So that's like. Seven of their top ten minutes, guys. Um, 
I don't know. It's just you're you're they're they're going to need a lot from Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, <laughs> that that's yeah. that's my conclusion. Uh, I'm. You know what? I like Malcolm Brogdon. Fine. I like T.J. Mm-hmm. Warren. Fine. Even though I've kind of uh-huh. talked shit about him, I like Jeremy yeah. Lamb. I think he's uh-huh. a good. 3 and D guy. He can easily be like your fourth best starter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But seems like you're asking a lot. Um, also, they were all so pumped last year about Aaron Holiday. It's very weird to turn around and sign Malcolm Brogdon. Yes. And then like sign Aaron Holiday's brother as consolation yeah. to, to let him know you don't hate him now. Here's my uh, question. I, yeah. Could they fix... Look, this team is going to be good, too. We were talking about them like they're broken. But it just seems like the roster is weirdly constructed currently, right? It's kind of what we're well, saying. Well, I would, I, would, I would just say it's unpredictable because, like, if you if you knew Victor Oladipo was coming back, like, December 1st, it would be totally different. Depends when he gets, uh, when they guess him on The Masked Singer. It's when he gets yeah, Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Everyone um, is 100% convinced that he is the the mass singer thingamajig. Oh, really? Yeah. God, if he gets hurt as a masked singer <laughs> and sets back his rehab, Andrew Bynum's bowling trip will be a thing of the past. I'm sure. I mean, we'll remember him for I'm it, sure but. Ken Jong is on the masked singer as we speak, guessing people that are way too famous to be on that show that and what, like like crazy people yeah no he'll be like uh like it's very clearly like victor oladipo in the mask you know what i mean and ken john yeah. will be like i think it's tom cruise it's tom cruise in there for sure it's tom cruise now do you think do you think he will get a boost from this masked singer performance i think the show's pretty popular Right, but I just mean as a player, not oh, as a famous guy. Uh, no, but I think it'll help him go up the ladder on the Hulu has live sports food chain. You know what I mean? Oh, that's true. That's true. He's gonna get a he's gonna get a neck tattoo. This He'll year. still be below Embiid and uh, Lillard. Lillard, but he'll probably be above Booker. I mean, I hope. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, not not that I think they're necessarily gonna be bad. I just think there's a big possibility of it just because they have so many new guys. I don't yeah, sure. Um and and two of their three best remaining guys play the same position. The one thing I will say though is that let's get to that. Uh they have a fallback other teams don't this year, which is uh they could trade Turner or Sabonis for something really really good. Yes. Um are they going to do that this year, you think? I think they will not. That's that's my guess. I it think. would be very Pacers not to. So yeah, I think you're correct. And I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe those guys are worse when they're playing together, but they both had really good stats last mm-hmm. year, at least. Um, yeah. No, I'm. I'm more just worried that uh, the remainder of their defense might be a lot worse. Aside from the post, like Thaddeus Young is a really good defensive player. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe Jeremy Lamb's pretty good. I don't think TJ Warren is particularly good, though. No. All right. Um. Here's my question. My last mm-hmm. question. The Holiday Brothers, Aaron uh-huh. and Justin. Uh huh. 
can they become colorful folk heroes like the Lopez's? I mean, I think they would have to maybe zig in a different direction. Oh, you don't think they could be uh, screaming at each other about how uh, their cats hate each other and then, like, going to Disneyland dressed as fucking uh, the Monsters yeah. University guys or whatever? <laughs> yeah, like, like, like that's not going to fly. You're saying that guys. lane is taken. I'm saying, I'm saying they're going to have to pick something like... Like, maybe they both become, uh, like, giant, like, music nerds, you know? <laughs> like, they have to they have to pick a different lane. They Like, Disney, superhero, those things are out. Like, like maybe if they, I don't know. I, I can't, I, I'm not sure what path is the best for these guys. I think maybe if they start becoming, like, amateur sleuths, that's the best Here's well, that's pretty them. good. It's like actually. solving cold cases in Indianapolis. That's pretty good. Um, first thing they should figure out is uh, um, where Jamal Tinsley is at all times, because that <laughs> yeah. is where crime is emanating from. <laughs> um, but uh, I think they should go the other route. It's like the Gibb brothers. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. like they had. They they had a brother too who was uh, famous enough to go it on his own. You know what I mean? Right, Just right, like right. they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but their powers combined, nothing stopping the Bee Gees. Even their brother Andy Gibb. Um. So I think that's what they should do. Just go full like, uh, like dance music guys. Oh, that would be great. You know what I mean? Like, just straight <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. they're like the new major laser or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be great. <laughs> I also think... Uh, Holiday Road on- with no vowels and X's on the ends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I also could... I, I would love a scenario. Things would probably have to go a little sour in New Orleans for this to happen. But couldn't you put together some kind of deal... Uh, with one of those bigs and a draft pick and uh, make a move for Giroux Holiday? I don't think New Orleans wants one of those bigs. Maybe not. They got Zion. Maybe. They've got Derek Favors. They've and Yeah, but Derek Favors is on a one-year Yeah, but deal. Jackson Hayes is their future center to pair with Zion. I just wonder if they feel like they... I mean... I I know Jackson Hayes is a guy they drafted high, but he's he's a little raw. I don't know. Did you uh, see them? Yeah, the they would be did taking you see on them the last money. night. That game was fucking. That game fucking ruled, dude. I mean, I'm, I haven't been watching any. Pre-season. Dude, it, Hawks Pelicans last night was so sick. There were just highlights everywhere. Vince Carter threw a crazy behind the pack pass. Uh, Trey Young like froze. JJ Reddick so hard, I thought it would look like Medusa stared at him. <laughs> and then Zion did a bunch of crazy shit. It was it ruled, dude. That game ruled. Lonzo looked great. He hit some threes. He was throwing crazy passes to Zion for dunks. Real fun. Anyway, uh <laughs> over under 46 and a half for the Indiana Pacers, Sean. Uh under. Okay. It's not. They're not. I don't. I don't necessarily think they're bad, but there's, like, just on paper, that's for sure a two-game decline. 
and just their guys, I think. Give me the over, baby. Wow. The East is bad, and t- conferences have to have... I, this is like the four seed. Are, and is the, the four East seed, worse? The four seed has year? to be... The four or five have to have more than 46 wins. Yeah, I just I just don't think they're going to be the five seed anymore. Like, like I think Orlando definitely has a better roster. Sure, I agree. But, like, so. does our next team... Uh, our next team is. Be- I do think. I just don't think the East is worse than last year. I do, because uh, Kawhi Leonard is not in it. Uh, I guess that's true. Um, but they had and the- Kyrie Irving went to a worse team than he was on before, weakening the Celtics. And the Hornets yeah, just- are worse. The Hornets are worse, but like the Hawks are better, the Bulls are a lot better, uh, the Pistons are better. I mean, well, well let's talk about it. You better, said their name. You know? yeah. The Detroit Pistons, 41 and 41, good for eighth in the East, swept by Milwaukee. Uh, offense 21st, defense 11th, 26th in pace. Um, they said goodbye to Jose Calderon. He was still in the league, Joey. <laughs> he he. They sent him off to his ham farm to ham the days away. <laughs> uh, they said goodbye to Wayne Ellington. I forgot he was on that. They game. said goodbye to John Luer. It's a, isn't it weird that John Luer <laughs> and John Hollinger uh, parted ways with their teams at almost the same mm-hmm. time? Uh, they should reform alleyoop.com. Um, together, alleyoops.com. Uh, it's the re- it's the redux. <laughs> um, they also said goodbye to Glenn, three big dogs, Robinson the third, and they said goodbye to Ish Smith. Um, they said hello to seven-time All-Star, future Hall of Famer, and Big Three champion and MVP Joe Johnson, baby. They also drafted rookie Seku Doyumboya. Do, uh, I'll never be able to Yumba, and a man named Jordan Bone. Uh, they also Ken Bone's son. They also signed uh, G League version of Jordan Bone, Tim Frazier. Uh, they signed bad person Derek Rose. Uh, they signed uh, Markeith Tw- the the dark the dark half of the Morris twins, Markeith Morris, and they signed. Everyone's least favorite three and D wing, Tony Snell, baby. Mm-hmm. How many games will Blake Griffin play? I gotta say, this question determines whether you think the Detroit Pistons are going to make the playoffs or not. As far as I can tell, like that, he's so overwhelmingly the reason whether they're going to be good or bad. And uh, I am pessimistic on Blake this year. I think he's going to play about 64 games. I wouldn't even say that's pessimistic. Pessimistic. I think that's kind of optimistic for Blake, because I was going to say 49. Yeah, yeah. And it's too bad, because I do feel like they made some improvements, especially just like... I was like, going to ask you about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, uh, why? please. Why? Why do you think they've made improvements? Yes, 
Oh, just because uh, the team was so shallow last year mm-hmm. that not like not like okay. First of all, I don't think Joe Johnson is going to be able to contribute okay. as great as it's been in the big three and how much I like him. I you know he's he's just a lot older than the guys he's going to be playing against. Um, I think Tony Snell and Markeith Morris are just way better than the guys who were playing those minutes last year. Does Markeith Morris's neck work? Oh, that I don't know. And that actually, maybe that is a poor assumption for me that it's like, oh, he's better because he didn't play the whole season. Uh, he didn't even come back for. I mean, he uh, was walking. He was like limping around kind of. But like, yeah, he wasn't really. No, he like he missed like the whole year for a team that really. Needed no, but then it. he went to the Thunder, remember, and played a little bit. No, that's oh, what, yeah. that's. Oh, sorry. That's what yeah. I mean. Like he like I think the. I think he, well, let me just, okay, so last year, the leaders in minutes for this Pistons team in the playoffs were Luke Kennard, Wayne Ellington, Andre Drummond, Langston Galloway, and Reggie Jackson. Uh Uh-huh. Here's my thing. Tony Snell, go ahead, sorry, yeah, yeah. Here's my worry. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Look, Ish Smith is not good. Uh, but... Reggie Jackson's a huge dick that no one likes, and mm. Ish Smith is the kind of calming other point guard where it's like, oh, thank God this guy's in. He's not a huge uh-huh. dick. Uh, right. And now you're looking down the gun at Derrick Rose as opposed to Reggie Jackson, and that just seems uh, fucking soul-crushing. Yeah, now that I'm like looking at this, I'm going to back off the... Detroit got better this year because Derrick Rose isn't good. Mm-mm. You know, it's he had that one um, crazy game in an okay month, and that was yes. it last year. Yeah, um, yeah, like like okay, so Derrick Rose, it seems like he had a streak of hot three point shooting that really helped him last season, especially when he had. Was it a 50-point game? Mm-hmm. And he did eventually shoot 37% from three. But I'm just... I'm just... I, I think he's going to be closer to his career average of 30%. Yeah. Uh, now, what I will say is there's a chance. It's a slim one. Uh, but maybe Svee and Thon Maker got better, mm-hmm. or Luke Kennard. I mean, they do have young guys, which they didn't two years ago. You know what I mean? Um, right, right, right. Like they have like like people like the rookies they drafted. Um, and you know, yeah. Thon Maker's funny, and so of course, so Svee. In fact, I should just ask you this question. Are Thonmaker, sorry, McCurr, and Sfee Mikhailiuk the funniest potential bench front court in the NBA? I think that's a hilarious combination. Because mm-hmm. it's two guys that shoot threes, and neither one looks like they should be shooting mm-hmm. threes. Uh, long arms and short arms. Svee uh-huh. um, and Thon are both surprising names. Uh-huh. 
Uh, also I, I, f- from surprising places, I would say. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Thon, I believe, came to America through Australia, right? Yeah, but he's from, like, South Sudan. Yeah, and then Svee went to some weird, like, Ohio State or something for four years, but got there as a 15-year-old. Oh, Kansas. To Kansas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think Svee is... Um, <laughs> He's still pretty young. He's like, um, I mean, yeah, he came over in the in the uh, blockbuster Reggie Bullock deal mm-hmm. this year. But he, um, yeah, he's 21. And a college he only, graduate. He actually only played three games for them yeah. last year. But nice. it was his rookie year, and he was a second-round pick. Yeah, it's He's 21 years old. Yeah. Um, but he's also weirdly a college graduate at 21. Um, he was. Yeah, so he's smart. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they won't have Stanley Johnson around bumming everybody out, but... Uh, I mean, the, okay, yeah, it's the sad thing is that I think Tony Snell is going to be one of their better players. Well, that was going to be my question. Is, oh, sorry, who's sorry, their sorry, yeah, third yeah. best player? So it's... I mean, Blake and Drummond are the two best players. Mm-hmm. It's either Luke Kennard or Tony Snell, I think. I mean, it could be Brett Brown, right? Isn't that their other rookie last year? Um, What is that guy's name? Bruce Brown? Bruce Brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all right. He he didn't play. Well, I mean, he played. Actually, he did, he play, did a play a lot. He played 20 minutes a game. Yeah. He was not, not particularly a scorer. Joey, mm-hmm. not a surprise. Point guard he was in drafted league. by the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> look, I'll just say he was not he was not stuffing the box mm-hmm. score last year. Um, his box score, but he was made, he was a defensive plus and a large offensive minus mm-hmm. by the advanced stats. But well, uh, that's different than literally everyone else on their team. So that is true. That is true. Which it's a and team he, full of shooters who are also de- uh, uh, non-shooters who are also defensive minuses. Yeah, it's a he, weird um, team. He he did he can make a corner three at a pretty high rate, but uh, yeah, it it just doesn't seem like there is an overwhelming amount of talent. And if Blake Griffin's not playing. Uh, they're pretty bad, I think. Not that they don't have a bunch of potential with a lot of these guys, but just, you know, even, like, like uh, Duboya seems like he... I think he's going to be really cool. Good. I like him. But, he, but he's seems far 18 away. years old. Yeah. He was the youngest man yeah. in the draft by far, I believe. Uh-huh. And he's... Like, a hundred pounds. Long arms, good <laughs> yeah. athlete... Um, but I don't think he can really shoot. You know, when he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be a nine. He turns nineteen at Christmas, so he's just he's just not really gonna contribute this year. Okay, I have a prediction for this team, Sean. Okay. Um, do you remember the uh pre Dirk Nowitzki Dallas Mavericks? Um. Yeah. Jason Kidd, Jamal Mashburn, Jim Jackson. Yes. Yes. The three J's. Uh, the three J's, and how uh, they hated each other so much it essentially blew up the entire franchise. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're getting a redux of that with Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson, and Derek Rose. <laughs> Ooh. That is a bad set of personalities, my man. Yeah. I do not like it. Uh, <laughs> oh, and Andre Drummond, who also has had weird personality issues, sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I just get bad vibes from this, man. Luckily, Dwayne Casey's their coach. He rules. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm I'm getting bad vibes off this team, dude. I don't I don't like them at all. I have to say, every time, the more we're talking about them, the more I'm just like, I feel like it could be a really bad disaster if Blake Griffin misses significant time, uh, especially if he's like not there. Mm -hmm. And so now Reggie Jackson and Derrick Rose are fighting over who's the alpha dog. Yeah, while Luke Kennard is getting minutes in between them. I could absolutely see Derrick Rose getting hot and just shunting uh canard aside this team is so just... weird the duke white guy is the is the good one. Oh yeah he's like he's like the one where you're like oh god they gotta play canard get a white guy from duke in that'll <laughs> that's all they need um all right sean over under 37 and a half i'm picking under i'm, I'm also picking, picking under <laughs> I wish I could like like this is this is a black swan team. Mm-hmm. Look, this is like a this is a real disaster. This team could also totally. I'm fully prepared to be like like 15 games wrong on this though too. At the same time, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think I think this team could win like 29 games, and they could win like 42 yeah. or 43 <laughs> games. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's check in with our favorite coach. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, baby, twenty-two and sixty last year. Good, f- worse than I had. Uh huh. Good for thirteenth in the East. Uh, they were 29th in offense, twenty-fifth in defense, nineteenth in pace. They said goodbye to Robin Lopez, Wayne Selden. Every time I see his name, I'm surprised he's still in the NBA. TLC himself, Timothy Lawawu Cabarro. And Antonio Blakeney. They said hello to rookies Kobe White and Daniel Gafford. Luke Cornett, Thaddeus Young, and Thomas Sadoransky. First question. Sean, what's Jim Boylan going to do first this year to delight and horrify us? Okay, so I think... I could see Jim Boylan giving the team an inspirational bet. Mm-hmm. So something like Jim Boylan offers to grow a mustache, uh, go totally bald, or like go shirtless at a practice. Mm-hmm. Sure, something like that. But it's gonna be like it's gonna be very physical. You know, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be like. Jim Boylan buys him something or yeah, takes yeah. him out. Somewhere. Oh, he's a physical it's comedian. Like, also, he's very yeah, yeah, poor. Yeah, yeah exactly. He is, he is eating cereal at celebrations. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's how he's going to kick things. I off. like it. I mean, we already heard Larry Markinen has a video of him jumping into the Croatian Sea, I believe. Great. Um, on his phone. 
God, he's the best. Uh, I know that's not a C, but and I also know Larry Markinen's not Croatian. I messed that up. I forget where he's jumping into, but it's, I think he's is he Finnish? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh anyway, um Probably the Baltic Sea. Yeah, it I'm is the Baltic, yeah. That's okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. How many NBA players would you take to start a franchise ahead of Jim Boylan? Yeah, nine or ten, maybe. Not not a lot. I mean uh I'd have to test fewer their... than I would take before Brad Stevens. That's I'd for have sure. to test their souls first to oh, really figure point. it out. How to like see how awesome they were? You know, I'd have to give them JB like could a, be number one, like a um, a Scientology style like an e meter e meter yeah. readings. Yeah, to see if yeah. the awesome meter, the A meter, the A meter, yeah, the awesome A plus meter. Are. <laughs> um, The Bulls added Thomas Sadoransky and Thaddeus Young. Is that the most inexplicable round ball rock favorites acquired by any other team? Um, but like by percentage, it's overwhelming. Yes. Because they really only signed three guys. You love Thaddeus Young. I love Thaddeus and I Young. Love and you Tomas love Sadoransky. Yeah. And I think each of us likes the yes. other player too. Yeah. Um Who do you I love honestly more? think this is What's Who do you that? love more, Thaddeus Young or Etwan Moore? Ooh, um, I I like Thaddeus better, but I feel like I need to stand for Etwan Moore. I get like, it. I think I think I think Thaddeus Young's value is more recognized, whereas Etwan Moore is just shining under his light is under a bushel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Sean. Uh, yeah, I think they're both going to be really helpful. Uh, Sadoransky specifically, I think, is going to really yes. help them because it mm-hmm. means Zach uh, Zach Levine doesn't have to play fake point guard as much. Yeah, and Sadoransky's like the point guard you want alongside Zach Levine, right? Because like he doesn't have old... to dribble that much, too. You know what I mean? He's really yeah, yeah, a shooting he guard can. who just kind of can run an offense. Yeah, yeah. Um. The Bulls have many exciting young players, but their names are Lowry, Wendell, and Kobe with a C. Is that discouraging? I would say mildly. I, I worry more about the auto, too. You forgot to throw an oh, auto. Oh, that, they do have an auto, <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, auto might be their best player. Oh, I think he he definitely could be. Uh, Otto Porter's like, like, good. Yeah, he is. Markinen has like a pretty high. Yeah, Markinen and Wendell rule, but I don't know. It's gonna but depend if the they one put would... it together. They like, you know what I mean. They might not be finished products yet. Where I think Otto is. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think. Um... Yeah, I think I think you're completely right about that. I think he's going to be the best player. I think Levine's going to be pretty good next year, though. I really do. Yeah, uh, he. It's amazing how much Zach Levine loves Jim Boylan. <laughs> <laughs> well, also because he was not on board. None to start of them off. were, and now they <laughs> all are. I feel like. <laughs> He also could be fired by Jerry. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Do you remember when Future Islands was on David Letterman? Yes. Uh, and how that fucking weird guy sang and how uh, into it David Letterman was. I sort of feel like Jim Boylan is the Future Islands guy performing on Letterman of the NBA. Do you know what I mean? Where it's yeah, just yeah. Oh, like, oh, absolutely. It's, We're the, like, I've never seen anything the like first this before. 15 seconds, you're like, I am not into this. And then the next three minutes, you're like, I am really into this. <laughs> All right. We know sh- more Jim Boylan questions, of course, Sean. So Jim Boylan, yes. we know his favorite show is Family Feud. It's what yes. he watched to celebrate his first NBA win. So my question and my final question. Uh-huh. Who is Jim Boylan's favorite Family Feud host? Um, now granted, I don't know that he is necessarily savvy enough in his family feud searching to do anything but TiVo, the ones that are just regularly broadcast, but I think Louis Anderson is his favorite. Oh. Uh, See, I, I was going to say that guy's guy the one funny. that killed himself. I think that's Boylan's favorite. Oh, 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 that guy. <laughs> I, why can't I remember his name? Rest in peace. Um, uh. Something my girlfriend hates about me is that I uh, uh, I know fa- which famous people committed suicide and constantly oh, mention yeah. it. And I'm really sorry. I don't know that guy's name. I'm looking it His up right now. His name is Ray Combs. Yeah, Ray Combs. That is for sure Boylan's favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet he... Yeah, and he... Yeah, I bet Boylan has prayed for Ray Combs' family recently. Um, all right, Sean, over under. Do you know what Ray Combs' best-known uh, stand-up shtick was? No. Audience sing-alongs of sitcom theme songs. Sounds right. So, yes, he is definitely Jim Brown's <laughs> favorite host. Uh, over under 34. Um, you know what, over. I'm also taking the over. I just, I just, I think they're pretty good, and look, I really think Otto Porter is going to be huge because I bring this up a lot, but the Bulls literally didn't have a small forward last year until they acquired him. Like Denzel Valentine missed the whole year. Chandler Hutchinson is not really an NBA small forward. That alone is going to be really big, but also like, you know, Chris Dunn is your backup point guard. That seems a lot more, uh, could potentially be pretty good. You know, I think they feel like a thirty-five to forty win team to me. Yeah, especially when the when the Pistons crater. You know, yeah. After Derrick Rose and uh, uh, Reggie Jackson have been committed convicted of each other's murders. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Finally, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Last year they went nineteen and sixty-three. Good for 14th in the East. They somehow did not receive the number one overall pick, even though LeBron left as a free agent. Shocking. See, I think that's a that violates the CBA, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, they were 25th in offense, 30th in defense, 29th in pace. Uh, well, great. Great. A bad and, and slow, deliberate yeah. team. That's what you like as a fan. Uh, they said goodbye to J.R. Smith, Channing Fry, Nick Stauskas, Jaron Blossom game, Marquise Chris, 
and Dang Adel. Uh, they said hello to Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Dylan Windler, Darius Garland, Jarrell Martin, TLC Timothy Lawawu Cabarrot, Sindarius Thornwell, and in, and of course, they hired an old man college coach named Jim Beeline. Uh, I think it's John John Beeline. John Beeline. Sorry. Doesn't it? <laughs> no, yeah. That I gotta say that is a weird hiring. <laughs> Only because he's 66 years old. I can tell you why. Though, fucking Dan Gilbert loves Michigan. Everything oh, Michigan. Yeah, alright, yeah. He'd been trying to hire Tom Izzo for years. Yeah, and actually this guy's been doing better than Tom Izzo and has not been covering up a series of sexual mm-hmm. assaults on campus. Wow. So that that's twice as good. I don't I know think, if you actually. can learn at 66, though, uh, that it's okay to buy your players dinner. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. He's going to be, like, not feeding them and just, like, the Cavs are going to be like, we actually don't know the playbook because... The coach thinks it's impermissible to contact him. <laughs> like we can't, we can't talk to him until October first. Uh, my first question: Are they going to trade Kevin Love somewhere? You know, I think they're not going to be able to do it this year. I mean, they probably want to trade him, but I think I think the I don't know. He should should still be helpful to teams, right? I mean, he was hurt all last year. Mm-hmm. Again. Well, and so he is owed a, f- a fairly large amount of money. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> the Cavs like, signed him to that insane contract extension. So it's weird because it goes the contract goes up and down. Mm-hmm. But it's he has four years and $120 million left. Uh, I think the team's going to have to trade for him this summer. Uh, and that's yeah. depending on how bad the uh, uh, the Chinese economy decides to crater the salary cap. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> this could Daryl Morey may have made Kevin Love. He Untradeable. may have stuck him there yeah. in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, and and I don't think there's like, and it's too bad I because I, I could totally see the Houston Rockets trading. Uh, <laughs> trading Russell Westbrook for Kevin Love this summer just to, again to shuffle the right. decks around. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be this summer too, just because it's it's like four years is different than three years left. Um, here's a weird question for you. Uh huh. Isn't it weird that this team still has Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance? Well, they they even extended Larry, <laughs> right? Didn't they? They did. Didn't they sign him? To- yes. That that seems like a weird <laughs> move. No, no offense to Larry Nance Jr., but like, um, you know who's who else is still on this team? So four years and forty four million. You know? <laughs> oh, it's a dis- yeah. You go know ahead. who Sorry. else is still on this team, Sean? Who? Tristan Thompson. Oh my god. <laughs> you have a year left on the deal? See, I can see him getting traded. I don't know if he's gonna get 
get traded somewhere where he can play, but I could see someone, I don't know. <laughs> Seems like people don't like him. Seems like his teammates don't like him. I it's very possible the last game I have ever personally watched Tristan Thompson played play was that game where he uh like tried to punch Draymond Green at the end of that finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was see that's the kind of thing where he he just seems like he's spiraling a little bit. Uh it seems like it was a bad idea for whatever happened at the end of his relationship with Khloe Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like that helped him a lot. No. Okay, over under, Sean. Mm-hmm. 24 and a half for the Beeline boys. I'm going under. I'm also going under. This team There's seems n- so bad. Yeah, like like truly bad. Truly no real incentive. Also not to the do worst well. team in the East still, though. Well, also they have um they have a bunch of money coming off the cap this summer, and given kind of like the shape of the this this is the year to bottom out before they have a bunch of money to spend on free agents in the summer. Right. So there's like no reason for them to win a single game, really. Mm-hmm. Um, the coach has security, and they're gonna try to like, you know, they, yeah, they could win like 15 games. Yeah. And I don't even I don't even feel pessimistic that much about Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. It's just that they're both like tiny young point guards. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Sexton shot really well last year, but I'm not buying it, man. Kind of hard to well, it's yeah, it's kind of hard to look. I've been as a longtime Warriors fan, I have been definitely fooled by a uh, a shoot first guard. Who has the green light for a terrible team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, that's our preview of this division. But as we say every week, um, we don't actually know anything about basketball. Uh, we 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 watch it for the stories. Uh, luckily, though, we do know two guys who do know a lot about basketball, particularly the analytical side of basketball. Uh, and here with their preview of the Atlantic Division. This is Slam Up. Our Brett Slam with Brett Samson and Randy Lou do another episode of Slam Analytics, Friendship, Efficiency, and Promo Codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Welcome back to the Slammed Up Basketball Podcast. Uh, the only analytics basketball podcast embedded in another uh more uh more playful uh perhaps more inessential podcast round ball rock uh i am stupid. your host what it's stupid oh i thought you said i think we're filling in that i was stupid no. uh that vo- that voice you're hearing is uh randy ledoux uh who's with me often as not on this podcast hello uh randy how are you yeah, the, the Rumble Rock podcast is stupid. I am Brett Slamson, of course. Uh, Randy, how's your how's your week been? Um, pretty good. I uh got a new job. Uh, as everybody oh, knows, I have a background in politics. You do, yes. I'm also I also have a background in law. Mm-hmm. Background in ticket scalping. That's true. Background in uh, powder drying. 
You you have done that. Background yes. in apple biting. You're extremely. You have a master's in that somehow. Um, but yeah, I was working for Amy Klobuchar. Oh, how how was that? You don't want to. Also, know you me. said was you're 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 not working there anymore. I'm on one week contracts. It's how they do it in the political game. Oh wow, that's I mean the NBA should adapt that. That would be amazing if we had a, a mock off season every single week. I prefer it. I don't mm-hmm. want to take up the cap space of these, uh, the vital cap space these candidates provide. Mm-hmm. You're really keeping the uh, the campaigns very switchy with that kind of behavior. Of course, uh, we love switchiness here at Slam Dunk. Anyway, was, uh, I yeah. loved it. I love that lady. She's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've I've heard she's a she's a good leader. Uh, knows when to crack the whip. Uh, knows when to throw the coffee pot, as they say in the political world. Uh, got a good, uh, repeatable, uh, stable gun motion. If someone disappoints her, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm a big supporter. I'm a fan. I was really into it. Um, I made a a suggestion on some campaign stuff, and she called me a stupid little dirty pig. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, all right. And what then else, what she, else did she spit say? on my head. Oh my gosh! I'm hold on. I'm I'm taking notes here. It was wow, great. like like a it's that's like a just loogie the way or like just regular the, saliva. It was regular. Okay, but yeah, All it's right. just the way I like to be talked to. It's what I want for my uh, friends, family, mm-hmm. bosses, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. podcast well, co-hosts. It's, it's, it's it's honestly what you deserve. So uh, that's that's great. You deserve you deserve nothing better. Is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. We sir. deserve. Mm-hmm. What we deserve is uh, our first sponsor, uh, and this week our sponsor is. Alibaba.com, uh, also AliExpress.com. Uh, what can I say about the search engine and marketplace, Alibaba.com, the uh, best place in the world to connect importers and exporters from the greatest nation on earth, the People's Republic of China. Often imitated, but never duplicated, China is uh, Bay. Alibaba does it all, uh, just like their wise president, uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, fight for bargains, stand with Alibaba. Uh, I'd also like to take this moment to apologize for uh, an old tweet that some uh, slammed up listeners in Shanghai recently dug up, which involved, uh, I don't want to get into it, but there was a a Coke, uh, a, a Chinese person, and some inappropriate urination. I do not want to get into the details here. The most important thing is the joke was not funny. And the important thing is I made an appropriate show of remorse. I have deleted the tweet and slammed up. It's no longer banned on uh, Yuku. Now, to get eight, 10% off your next wonderful uh, Alibaba purchase, because they're all wonderful, use promo codes PROFITS OVER HUMAN RIGHTS. It's easy to remember. We talk about it all the time on the podcast. Oh, it's our favorite. It's one of our favorite slogans. Uh, in conclusion, Alibaba.com, fuck the Houston Rockets. All right, we're moving on to the uh, Central Division of the NBA, uh, named after uh, the superior economic planning system for a large nation, uh, Central. And we're going to start with last year's uh, disgraceful Eastern Conference Finals losers, the Milwaukee Bucks. I can't believe after after what happened to them in the playoffs last year, they did not blow it up this summer. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the exact same thing. The Giannis Antetokounmpo, his value is never going to be the higher. window is closed. Their championship mm-hmm. window is closed. 
Yeah, they 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 took a bite at the apple and it knocked one of their teeth out, specifically uh, Eric Bledsoe's tooth out. And at this point, uh, burn the arena to the ground, sell off all the players and uh, relocate, I would say. I'm glad we agree. Mm hmm. Uh, a couple other a couple other notes of this team. Trenton Duvall had an offensive rating of 179 last year. Uh, why doesn't he play more, Randy? Because Coach Bud is drunk. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. some numbers, people, in there. Look, yeah, get, get some stats. They're owned by hedge fund guys, just like you and me. These mm-hmm. guys should mm-hmm. know. Get the math in there. Not, uh, Mark Le- not a no. weird... Man who looks like a red-faced koi fish to just do what his gut says. Because mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what his gut says? What's to that gut care say? about people. Ugh, ugh. Randy, I'm almost sick just hearing you hearing you say that, just imagining uh, the human emotion coming out of Mike Buttonholzer's... Uh, you know, it's he's already too... He's already getting too sentimental with the players. He needs to be much more robotic, uh, much colder, mm-hmm. uh, because that is what Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to respond to. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Giannis, where was he on your MVP ballot, uh, Randy? Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had him twenty fifth mm, uh, because right. you know you can't shoot threes. Uh, you're just not that valuable a player. So. Uh, yeah, time to time to trade Giannis and uh, get a little switcher. But honestly, I would get rid of anybody on the team that's over the age of twenty-one. Uh, our next team is the Indiana Pacers, and I am I am excited about this team. What they have done uh, demographically, Randy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they brought in uh, T.J. McConnell, who's just got. He's a great backup point guard. He's got a lot of energy uh, off the bench. Uh, he's got the right. He's changing the complexion of this team, I would say. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty much the opposite of what the Penn State football team has been doing recently. Getting real sloppy. Uh, perhaps you've read uh, my my multiple medium posts, uh, an open letter, my follow up uh, open letter addendum, uh, and then several closed letters. And then uh, the final message was open, but in an elaborate code. Uh, I am going to keep fighting the good fight for uh haircuts. Randy, what do you think of this Pacers team? Um, I really think that they should play TJ Leaf more. Oh, absolutely. He led TJ the team Leaf. in offensive rating per mm-hmm. 100 possessions. And oh, everyone incredible. knows that a basketball game is based on 100 possessions. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. play TJ Leaf. Yeah, if you play less or more than 100 possessions, you should be fined. He also had a PR of 16.9. That is fantastic. Uh, also, his name's TJ. Uh, I, I say you take that team. Uh, you know, I want I want to see Sabonis. I want to see TJ Leaf. And I want to see TJ McConnell. You know who a else I want to see? Mm-hmm. Doug, Doug McDermott. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. It's like a, 590 it's like a, effective field goal percentage. Uh, Good for they, second I mean, on the team. You got to play him. Yeah, they're incredible. Definitely this is a, th- play him over anyone they signed this summer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely anyone they signed this summer. Uh, you know, it's it, it's just, you got to see uh, the kind of things that these guys can do. If you put up uh, an 80% whitewash, that, that sends a message. I got to say, they should also be playing Alizé Johnson. Mm-hmm. 16.5 total rebound percentage. That's incredible. I mean, he 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 was dominating. How was that guy only getting uh, fourteen games a year? 
That's ridiculous. Uh, I would fire Nate McMillan. I would replace him with uh, Vice President Mike Pence. I feel like he uh, just write just write in TJ, Doug, um, other Sabonis, TJ, and other TJ. Just keep just play any TJ. Uh, I would even play TJ Warren just to get an extra TJ mm, in there. Not not he not not switchy enough. Well, as long as as long as he's got Doug McDermott to cover him, That's a fair uh, point. You know, you got that. You got that basketball IQ as a coach's kid. Uh, speaking of IQs, if you've got a high a high IQ, this is a great product for you. Uh, if you're looking for beautiful set photos from Back to the Future or frame mugshots from the cocaine trafficking trial of former General Motors executive John DeLorean, there's no better place to go than Torian Prince's DeLorean Prince. Uh, the New York Brooklyn Nets. Forward has a wide selection of items starting at $88. Do uh, you get it? That's the uh, the time machine speed from Back to the Future, Randy. I've, I've never seen that. I, you know, I've, I read a summary on Wikipedia, and it was pretty entertaining. Uh, do you want bankruptcy records? He's got bankruptcy records. Do you want a rare photo of Eric Stoltz playing Marty McFly before he got fired? Torian's got it. And at Torian Prince's DeLorean Prince, they offer also offer non-cash solutions at bartering because Torian Prince knows all about lopsided trades. Uh, maybe you want a wedding photo of John DeLorean marrying Mark Harmon's sister. Uh, maybe you need a video of Crispin Glover and Thomas Wilson asleep in the front seat of the Back to the Future DeLorean. Either way, uh, just like a non-threatening offensive wing player in the NBA Southeast Division, Torian Prince has got you covered. Sign up for account at TorianPrincesDeLoreanPrince.com today, and you'll receive a free photocopy of John DeLorean's monorail patent and a thorough explanation of why Marty McFly hates being called chicken. Just use promo code HEYMAN, get your damn hands off her. Uh, It's easy to remember. People yell it at me every single day. Uh, So thank you, Torian Prince's DeLorean Prince. Randy, do you think you're going to visit there? Yeah, it, I I have to don't work. really understand. I have to work. It's, oh, that's right. I don't. It's punting season, baby. That's true. That's true. Are you going to be on the? Are you going to be uh, appearing on the circus this year? Uh, no, I am going to be on um, meet the tiny press. Oh, oh, are those the? Uh, are they are they nicer to the tiny reporters and the tiny operatives? Oh, so much nicer. Oh, no one ever calls us calls them fake news. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing it's miracle because it's the fine print. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You can you can trust the fine print if you check it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Moving on to the Detroit Pistons, uh, doomed American city falling apart, uh, run by corrupt leaders and abandoned by uh, union gutted industry. Uh, the Detroit Pistons were the eighth seed in the playoffs last year. Randy, what do you think of this team? What do you think I think of this team, Brett? They got no cap space. They're paying all these mm-hmm. big men most of it. Mm-hmm. They're terrible. Not switchy. Can't shoot. Got they mm-hmm. don't even have Henry Ellenson anymore. Yeah, that was that was a real blow, I think. I'm gonna say Last they need year, to start giving Oh yeah. Their leaders please. in offensive rating per 100 possessions. We're Willie, the most important stat in basketball. Yes, we're Willie Reed and Reggie Hearn. Guess who aren't on the team this year? I, it's, it's those two guys. It is those two guys. Guess who their, it's third, like the ghost their of third leader Joe du- was? Oh, please. Uh, Anthony I don't know. Tolliver. Oh. Guess who their fourth guy was? 
Reggie Bullock. Also gone. It's not gonna happen, man. Yeah, this is this is a bad team. Uh, they should give the ball to Luke Kennard. He's their switchiest guy. They should also let him coach the team. Uh, while I think they need to convince Andre Drummond to retire and join the circus. And failing that, uh, slip him a Mickey Finn and send him off to a Russian circus. Like it? Yeah. I see. I personally would just replace the team entirely with that big fist, you know, from downtown. Detroit oh, that, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, that yeah. they show in those Iggy Pop commercials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just that, yeah, yeah. Just that's my starting five is the fingers of that fist. Yeah, just run that big fist out there. Mm-hmm. And that's uh that's a symbol of how Detroit likes to likes to punch you in the nuts mm-hmm. like Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. See, maybe they should trade for Chris Paul. I mean, that come on, he's, he is legally dead. Come but on, that contract get is a killer. Money. But yeah, if you, you could train for one of those heard, bigs who's making big money. I heard if you see that contract, uh, three days later it comes out of your television and strangles you. Oh my gosh. Is that is that what happened to uh, Brian Colangelo it that is. one time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wow. saw the Chris Paul contract. Oh, that's that's a rough one. All right. Well, let's move on and then to he passed the- it on to Ryan McDonough. Ooh, ooh, that's that oh, that's why he disappeared into an altered dimension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. All right, let's move on to the uh, the Bulls of Chicago with uh, my close personal friend, Jim Boylan, at the uh, controls. I don't know him from the world of basketball, but uh, we did uh, trade VHS copies of old game shows for a while. So uh, he's a good guy, Which good ones? collection. Uh, well, he was a big fan of the Pyramid, uh, has, a, has an unparalleled collection of match game uh, cassettes and the only thing. Not oh, after oh, dark, also, though, right? He's not. No, 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 no. He he's a that. he's a clean living guy. Uh, also, uh, any any Woolery stuff. Uh, you know, I like Password personally, but he's got them all. Uh, and the great collection, good collector, good quality. Just uh, cassettes tend to have jam on them quite a bit of time, so you got to wipe them off with a little bit. But uh, Boylan's a good dude. So uh, here's my first question for you, Randy. Mm-hmm. The leader of this team in defensive win shares was Shaq Harrison. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he playing over Zach Levine? You'll have to ask your friend Jim Boylan. I guess I, I guess I will. I guess I'll meet him at the convention. Uh, I got some. Uh, I got some rare uh, uh, set worn Wink Martindale merch Here's that I think question. he might be interested in. While you're asking him that question, ask riddle riddle me this, Jim Boylan. Jakar Sampson, per 100 possessions, offensive rating of 123. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he playing? He played yeah, in four games. He... What if he played in 82? His offensive mm-hmm. rating could have been 2,000 for all we sky know. Sky high. Absolutely sky high. Truly incredible. And uh, he's overlooked. Uh, my other question about uh, Rossa playing is, Randy, should they play? Uh, human trade exception, Chris Dung, or should they keep him on his bench to preserve his human flesh to protect his real value, which is, of course, purely as a paper accounting asset? Excellent question. Um, I would see if you could keep the contract, but also find a way to use him as an intern, an unpaid intern at the same time, or a mm-hmm. contractor. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that would be make good. Him and so- to, uh, stuff around your office for you mm-hmm. while using the contract as of course the more valuable thing 
because a person is, of course, not valuable at all. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Randy, uh, I want to I want to look at we we both have a shared background in law, mm-hmm. of course, although mine is more, uh, 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 you know, uh, Swiss investing and uh, maritime law. Mm-hmm. But uh, is it possible for them to take the depreciation on Chris Dunn uh, based on the deterioration of his body over the life of the contract as he approaches, uh, you know, the Logan's Run age of 27, where the human body just ceases to be an effective organism whatsoever? You know what? I think I'd just uh, find a pasture and put him out there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, tell, tell the other players that, uh, you know, he went to live on a farm. Mm-hmm. Which should, of course, be uh, automated and uh, are there are harvested by and for robots. And one of those players should, of course, be Walt Lemon, mm-hmm. who, of course, as we all know, uh, led the team in defensive rating per 100 possessions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He should be playing 42 minutes. He's a game. 26 years old, though, so you only get one more year on him. Well, yeah. In fact, in fact, I'd play him all 48 because uh, you want to you want to get the most life force out of the physical husk. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as we you all can. know human bodies only have a finite amount of energy, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you got to burn it out as as quickly as possible. Yeah, you want to be left with a husk. You want to use up every amount of that player's health and value by the time they turn 27, and then you can just uh, more easily recycle yeah. them. You should think of basketball players as uh, people who work in Amazon fulfillment centers. Well, I sh- mm-hmm. people's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. No. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, automa bots. I like to call those uh, seemingly human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of human beings, we've got a final sponsor for the podcast this week. Uh, this is for Theranos. Now, you have probably read the book about Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes, or listened to the podcast, or uh, watched the documentary, or are looking forward to the Hulu original series based on a podcast about Theranos. Don't forget. They might have played the VR game. Oh, that's right. There is a VR game that you can play if you've gone to one of those places. Uh, so what about the future of the blood testing company? Well, they have rebranded themselves, and they are now a Halloween store, which will sell you an Elizabeth Holmes Halloween costume and test your blood inaccurately. They've got more turtlenecks than a reptile chiropractor. Uh, they've got blonde wigs. And they've also got a special voice modulator that simulates the heartbreakingly sexy, almost irresistible voice of that fraudulent but bewitching CEO. Uh, Samson Corp did go in pretty hard on investing on them earlier, but what? Uh, oh well, no, we 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 bailed out. We got a little. Uh, uh, I don't want to say insider trading, but Do I would say there there may have been. Again. No, no, no. I think there was an inside trade exception that oh. was used, uh, and I dumped a lot of those on uh, Rocket's owner, Toman Fertitta. Uh, but now, you can visit any of the existing abandoned locations inside Walgreens or Rayleigh's or wherever they built those dumb machines and get your low-priced Elizabeth Holmes outfit uh, for the gentleman that will double as Steve Jobs' costume. So, uh, you know, check it out. There, if, you're a, if you're a slim fit type of man maybe maybe kind of a wiry womanly frame this should work just as well for your steve jobs costume uh remember if you're playing steve jobs you should only drink juice and then die of cancer for no reason uh you will be the head of the party with your elizabeth theranos holmes theranos outfit uh also there will almost certainly be random blood from a stranger on the sweater 
So get a free bonus pair of smart person glances with promo code. We got to second base once at a VC party in Menlo Park. Uh, talk about that all the time on the podcast. Yeah. We so, know. Uh, you know, thank you, Theranos. And uh, Elizabeth, text me. You know, I'm, I'm around. All right. Our final team in the Central Division is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I, Randy, I'm, I, I won't be, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I love what the Cavaliers have done this offseason. Oh, really? Let's hear it. Here's Dan Gilbert's genius strategy. Uh, you run the team into the ground. You devalue the arena that the team plays in because of their incredible decline into uh, just NBA purgatory. Uh, you turn that arena into slums paid for by predatory quick and lo- loans. And uh, you just collect the profits. It's genius. Dan Gilbert, uh, we salute you. Yeah. Um, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, in fact, I'm writing a book about it. Um, called The Big Tall. Ooh, ooh. Uh, it's weird that a man as short as me is writing a book about men as tall as the Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> like mm-hmm, Larry Nance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like, I like, I like how clever that Who, is. Who, of course, Larry Nance was the team's best player at a .131 win shares per four, 48. Ooh. Ooh, nice. Um, next, of course, was Tristan Thompson at point one oh five. Mm-hmm. Ante mm-hmm. Zizic at point oh eight seven. He should be the point guard. Mm-hmm. Honestly, their four best players, according to WinShare Report forty eight, were Larry Nance, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, and Ante Zizic, and then Cameron Payne at the point guard. Well, it's it was it was a shame that they let Cameron Payne go because I I, I would like to see that top five in action. Well, I know you're going to like this even better. Mm-hmm. You know who the sixth best player was? Oh, who was? Your it? man, Sam Decker. Oh, my gosh. Well, he's he's clearly back on the roster, right? I'm sure he is. Well, wait, wait did, did he not? Oh, no. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm checking the transaction wire. I, 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 I may not have. Oh, no. He's, he's going to Russia? Yeah, he's in Russia. Oh, we need we need Congress to investigate. Uh, Russia's interference with the NBA free agency market because, frankly, this is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm 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 going to. I I'm was going afraid to, to tell you. I just I I don't know what they're thinking. He's just such a his his game, his offensive rating, uh, his politics, uh, his his substantial knowledge of uh, local Wisconsin high school basketball, uh, his his unabashed pride about being a Caucasian. It's uh, it's very disappointing. I I hate it. I know. I hate it so much. I'm so sorry. I. <sighs> what if I reminded you again that I'm two inches tall? Oh wait, well that's <laughs> it's hilarious. You're so small. <laughs> Can't do anything at that height. So weak. <laughs> well, at least he's in uh a strong nation with a strong leader like Vladimir Putin. Uh, and I hope his, his efforts, uh, I hope he stays extremely online and I think he will. I think he really will. Randy. Yes. I think we've concluded this week in the central division. That's good. Cause him. I got a meeting with Cory Booker in 35 minutes. Oh my gosh. Cory Booker. He's, um, is he, it's, he's, okay. he's very sweaty. I have to he's tell you, it's a not a meeting. Umbrella. He hasn't hired me yet. Oh, okay. Well, but we'll I heard he's getting because... a, deli- a box 
of uh, sprouts delivered to his house. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this. He's vegan. He's vegan? Yeah, he won't shut up about it. Anyway, Mm. he's getting sprouts delivered to his house, and I'm going to hide in the box, and then I'm going to jump out and give him my my card. Well, that's a good strategy. Uh... Make sure he doesn't sweat on you. He's very sweaty. All right. Well, that's it for the Slammed Up podcast. Uh, we'll be back with three more of these uh, podcasts. Sorry that you had to wade through all the uh, the nonsense and the, uh, the non-truth telling from Sean and Joey. But we will be back soon with some actual truth. Well, that was that, Sean. Um, yeah, those guys were on again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why we keep doing it. Um, but that's been our show. Sean. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, yeah, I, mean, I have a piece about uh, teams that are going to be jumping into the playoffs and a thing about um, my secret theory that uh, Mori kind of wants to get fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. We're on September 30th. I tweeted... I watched the at Jonas Brothers doc Chasing Happiness last night, and it really motivated me. So much I cleaned my house at 11 p.m. because it's all I could do that late. But today's the day I start working towards my second act. I don't, I don't like to think about his second act. <laughs> me either. Um, did you write a song? I did. Uh, what is it? It's It's a Neil Diamond song about all this... China controversy, and it's called A Tweet Got Daryl Fired. Uh, great. Sounds perfect. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And, uh, shut it down. Let's uh, see what happens with China. Woohoo! It's going to be fun, whatever it is. Yeah, so great. Love it. Hello, this is Neil Diamond. Asking you to like, rate, and subscribe to Round Ball Rock, especially all my friends in Beijing. Where it began, Daryl was checking Facebook, started tweeting about Hong Kong. He got ratioed, Tillman made him delete it. Knew the backlash would be strong Bots Retweeting bots Houston's out No rockets highlights on Yuku A tweak up Daryl fired China thinks free speech is no good. No good, no good, no good. Tillman's stock declined because his GM was rude. But now we look at leaning. They've cut ties with the rockets. They're only backing Evan Turner. Cost Tillman cash. He's gonna fire some bus boys. 
His next GM will use a burner. Z. Jinping cracking down, banning preseason games too. A tweet got terrified. Dark Ellis will rule no more. No more, no more, no more. Harden apologized. But his jersey's not in the team store in Shanghai. You know, I once got into a trouble when I uh, sang the song Cracklin' Rosie in front of Chairman Mao. Didn't realize that the translation into China, I called him a cuck. Daryl got fired. The Knicks job never looked so good. But I'd be surprised If no one's died from Tillman's food A tweet got terrified The situation is lose, 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 lose But I'd terrified NBA got owned by Ted Cruz.